Ultra. Hello and welcome to Lord of the Rings Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie The Two Towers, one minute bookended by Aragorn's face at a time. I'm Norman Mitchell. (laughs) And what a beautiful, beautiful face it is. I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. So today we're talking about Minute 195, which starts with Aragorn's face doubtful and ends with Aragorn's face hopeful? Triumphant. It's just an emotional turnaround from the beginning of this minute to the to the end of this minute. Yes. So, this minute starts off with Aragorn asking Theoden, ride out with me. And ends with Theoden basically Agreeing. saying back to Aragorn, yes. I will ride out with you. Yes. Capital idea, dear fellow. But Simply capital. I really like the exchange at the beginning of this minute. Between Aragorn and Theoden. Ride out with me. For death and glory. For Rohan. For your people. Right. And that seems to kind of shake Theoden out of this slump a bit. Yeah. Because he, when he says for death and glory, just like the line about reckless hate, he says it not with any real conviction. Not the conviction we've seen him put up in front of his men. It's very hollow. Yeah, it's for, he's saying for death and glory, he's just, ah, to finally die. Not to die for something, just right. the, the end is here. It's still defeatist. Like, death and glory and like a defeatist, at least we're doing something kind of way. Yeah, that's the, that's the way I read the delivery of that line. Yeah, that tracks for me too. He's still favoring the wound under his right arm. He approaches Aragorn very slowly. Mm-hmm. He's... He he's is, tired. Yeah, he's very tired. He's sick of seeing all the death. Mm-hmm. And then in the middle of this little conversation, Gimli's just, the sun is rising. And then we get a... We get a voiceover, voiceover which... Voiceover flashback, question the, mark? I've always felt the voiceover is unnecessary. Well, it's to call attention to it, because that was, like, two hours ago. It was like an hour and 40 minutes ago. Yeah. Or an hour and 30 minutes ago. It wasn't quite two hours ago. It was a long time ago. It was a whole movie ago. It, it Right about a feature length. It was over a feature length film ago. That's true. <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. But I, I still have kind of always felt that that's not really necessary. I feel like the symbol itself of sun rising and hope being brought back is a good enough thing to carry on. Like to to lean on in a film. You don't need the the voiceover, the repeated line from earlier in the movie. I generally I would agree with that, but I feel like the restatement of it is smart because then we are expecting them to come and or at, at least we're expecting Gandalf. And then when he shows up with all of those riders, it's really it's like a really cool moment that mm. works for me. It's it's not it's using Exposition, or not exposition, but it's using a voiceover in a way that is, it's like not super bashy over the heady. Yeah, like, I don't, <laughs> I don't really think it's bad. I just have always felt that that voiceover is not really necessary. 
I think it's necessary to, because of the length of the film. Mm. I think it's necessary because, like we were joking before, it's been like a feature-length movie between now and when Gandalf left. Yeah, and of course, uh, I don't think there's any world in which this voiceover wasn't a studio decision after focus groups with the movie or whatever. Right. Because, like, even with, like, without it, like, even if you, well, like, worst case scenario is you forget Gandalf said that and then Gandalf shows up and you're just like, oh, wow, that's kind of. That's like the worst case scenario, I guess. Yeah. It's just like, oh, wow, what an ass pull. But like. Right. It's like, oh, what a deus ex mock. I'm like, yeah, that's kind of the point. That is Gandalf. He he is literally a, a spirit handed to the mortal world. Right, right, right. But like, you know, to the casual moviegoer, I think that this is a smart decision. It's one of those moments where like it were the feedback is necessary because it can get lost in translation. Mm. I like the really hopeful look uh in Vigo Mortensen's performance when he notices the sunrise. Uh-huh. I really like that little moment of Gimli's the first one to notice the sun is rising because Gimli's not as wrapped up in the melodrama of all of this as Aragorn and Theoden are right. kind of talking about the soul of Rohan and how to keep it alive. Right. Because that, that, that's kind of what's going on here. Aragorn is trying to keep Rohan on life support. Just, hey man, hey, snap out of it. Right. Snap out of it. And Aragorn's really the only person in this room who can address Theoden in such a way. Yeah, because Theoden instantly kind of recognizes Aragorn as an equal. Right. He, know, he must know exactly who Aragorn is. Right. There, he has to. And I mean, like, there was that verbal smackdown of, like, you know, Theoden, not Aragorn. That twice he's just been like, you need to shut your mouth. <laughs> but Aragorn, I mean, it's rule of three, right? So, like... Theoden is despondent, but, like, even Theoden's right hand, like, even, um, not Gambling. Hama. Gambling, not Hama. Um, <laughs> oh, no, no. Not Hama is nowhere to be seen. Right. Even Gambling isn't in a position to speak to the king in such a way. No. Not unless he's asked directly for his opinion. Right. And it just makes sense that it would be Aragorn to be like, hey, snap out of it. Your people need you. And I mean, this is kind of, so this is a parallel, but not, n- not in a negative way, but this is kind of a parallel to Wormtongue. He separated Theoden from the other voices around him and then is trying to get this point across. He threw gambling away to go do something else. He took that last anchor of like Theoden to his authority in Rohan and then he's just talking to him one on one. Yeah. He, he, he alone has the king's ear in this moment. Right. So that's just, that's just a thing I kind of noticed about the, the scene mm-hmm. is through the battle, Theoden's anchor to his authority has been slowly peeled away right. by the fighting. So this is Aragorn being able to talk to Theoden the man, not Theoden the king. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So I just think that's a kind of a, a cool little narrative thing. Mm-hmm. One is for like a sinister purpose and one is for like... A right. more noble, nobler end. Right. One is trying to feed on paranoia and fear. Right. And the other is... Um, trying to pull someone out of that. Is trying to give them hope. Yeah. Trying to get them to... Trying to push them towards something better. Because Theoden has given up. Yes. But then, in this moment, and kind of being snapped out of it, with the sun rising and everything, 
Because Theoden seems to kind of notice the sunrise, too, even though he doesn't really know what's going on with it. Uh-huh. Just Gimli's just, the sun is rising. And then Aragorn's spirits kind of pick up a little bit, and Theoden's spirits kind of pick up a little bit. It stopped raining. Maybe Theoden's just sick of being wet. Right. Well, I'm sure the rain, like, doesn't help, because it makes it muddy and miserable, and as well as, like, you know, death. And then, blow the, and blow the horn of Helm Hammerhand. Yeah, so... The horn of Helm Hammerhand shall sound in the deep one last time. Is that their, like, battle cry? Like, when the king rides out, that's when the horn blows? Or? I guess, yeah. It, okay. I mean, and this horn is carved into the mountain. Right. It's supposed to... The, the keep itself is the echo chamber for the horn. Right. Which is not a good idea because you would, like, deafen everybody inside. <laughs> right. <laughs> Roll Let alone that. horses. <laughs> right. We're all that sonic damage. Yeah. <laughs> but Gimli's real excited. Yes! yes! Gimli's just ready to fight some more. Yeah, man. He's, he's just tired of being cooped up inside. He doesn't want to be shut in a hole. He wants to go well, chop some Well, he's a dwarf, orcs. though. Like, that's the... <laughs> yeah, but there are orcs over there that need killing. That's true. They need to They need to meet his pretty axe. They need to bring their pretty face to his axe. Indeed. And then Theoden says that very iconic, memeable line, let this be the hour where we draw swords together. Yes. And Aragorn nods. And that's our minute. And that's our minute. Which is a nice minute. It's bookended by a beautiful man's face. <laughs> going from, kind of, going from, like, desperate to hopeful. Yeah. Because Aragorn is just like, yes, my man Gandalf, he's got my back, he's coming, he's gonna be here. Yeah, does Gimli know? He was, or did Aragorn give me like let's were in the stable, right? I don't. Remember. Yeah, they were right there in the stable. I'm pretty sure. They were all walking and talking with Gandalf. Oh, okay, yeah. So Gimli's just like the sun is rising. Gandalf's coming. I don't remember if they are. I don't remember if they followed all the way to Shadowfax, but I'm pretty sure they were all in a group walking and talking behind Hama when he was announcing the evacuation order. But wasn't, yeah, doesn't Gandalf say that in the barn, though? Yeah, in the stable, but that's all one continuous scene for them. Gandalf and Aragorn are walking to the barn with Legolas and Gimli yeah, behind them. Yeah, They're all talking, and they walk behind Hama into the stable. Are you sure that all three of them do? I don't, I'm pretty sure. Hang on. Okay, so we went back and rewatched it. So for some reason, Legolas and Gimli just, like, hang back. While Aragorn and Gandalf have this conversation at Shadowfax's stall, and then they, like, are in the barn suddenly again. Yeah, because you don't see them enter the barn. Yeah, like, the ADR for Gimli is happening, the, the line that Gimli says about they should stand and fight, and then... Aragorn, Aragorn responds to that line. Aragorn and Gandalf just keep going. And for some reason, Legolas and Gimli don't follow them, which is weird. Right, but it seems like Aragorn's line is a response to, to Gimli's. Gimli, yeah. But then it just becomes a conversation with just Gandalf. That's and there's, so weird. There's even a wide shot from behind a horse where you just see Gandalf and Aragorn yeah, walking. Yeah, and they're like 20 feet away. I don't know. That's just kind of weird, yeah. How, could, how did we not notice that the first time? I think we were so caught up in, like, Ian McKellen. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> how can you not be, really? That's true. That's bizarre. But yeah, I guess they were in the barn, and Legolas is an elf, so he has, like, freaky ears, so he knows. He's just, Gimli, Gandalf is going to go back in five days. He's leaving. <laughs> 
I get that. That's how I imagine that happening. It's just. Well, they clearly know that he's leaving because they step out of the way of Shadowfax before he bowls them over. I mean, wouldn't if you're just watching, wouldn't you just be like, oh, okay. Yeah, that's true. So, I mean, I guess it's reasonable that Gimli knows Gandalf is coming back at sunrise on the fifth day. Yeah, because it's not like they were far away. They could hear it, probably. Yeah. They're not really whispering. Right. He's not keeping his voice down. That's really bizarre. Yeah, the blocking of that moment is stranger than I remember. Because I just, I, rem- I, I feel like they should have just walked all the way to Shadowfax with Gandalf and Aragorn. Yeah. But then we don't get that comical shot of Legolas just being like, oh. <laughs> so I guess, whatever. But yeah, this moment is really just a setup for the moment at the beginning of next week. Or the two moments at the beginning of next week. The blowing of the horn and how will they ride out together? <laughs> it is a mystery. They are in a throne room. Right? Where are those horses? Where could they be? Because it is an odd... When you're just watching this scene... No, Devoid wait, okay, of context. Just, 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 no, no, no. Just when you're watching the scene devoid of context, ride out with me seems like a strange line choice. I don't think so. They, you've seen them with horses. Right, but where are they? I don't know. They are in a, they are in a room barricaded behind a door inside a castle. Well, we'll find out, won't we? We will. Perhaps there is an answer to this question. Mayhaps. So, before we um, do the wrap-up stuff, uh, I just wanted to thank everybody for listening to our little show. Um, this is our 400th episode of the main show, not counting our very sparse uh, weekend editions that we are whatever. Um, <laughs> Hopefully we'll be... Getting it's back our to those. it's our four hundredth episode of the minute the, by minute the coverage. minute by minute coverage, and I don't know I get like sentimental around milestones, so I just wanted to thank you guys for sticking with us and supporting us. It's a lot of work, um, <laughs> it's a lot of time, and while we have fun, like it's. I don't know. It's 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 a big deal. So I guess just thank you. Thank you for your listenership and your support. Uh, we love hearing from you guys. Um, if you're not a part of the Facebook group already, I know we just pimped that yesterday, but like it really is the best way to get in touch with us. We love emails. We love I all check the Facebook good stuff. every day. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you so much. And we have about five more weeks of um, content for this movie before we take an extended hiatus. Yes. <laughs> we're going to take a longer break this time. Exactly how long, we're not 100% sure yet. I think we might throw up a Return of the like Return of the King theatrical cut on the anniversary, uh, but I we haven't decided that yet, because um, that would be like right after the podcast the two towers ended yeah so we'll see be the 15th anniversary yeah and that's always fun so we might do that but yeah we'll be on a hiatus we'll be doing some more silmarillion stuff on our patreon feed uh just yeah chilling uh (laughs) but yeah no uh I'm really proud of the stuff that we've been doing I know it just like is mostly banter i guess but 
I don't know. We have fun here. At least one of us does. <laughs> but thank you. Thank you, guys. You're the best. You rock. We're from the website DuelingGenre.com, where you can find not just our show, but all the other Dueling Genre content, uh, other Movies by Minutes podcasts, other non-Movies by Minutes podcasts. But if you want to find some other Movies by Minutes podcasts, you can go to MoviesByMinutes.com. It's a running list of all the currently airing and completed shows. Most of them. Most of them that the uh, the administrator of the site can find. Not everybody signs up with the group, I guess. It's Pete from Star Wars Minute. Yeah. He is a legend, but he is also just a man. So he does his best and he does a good job. And you know, he's busy with his own show. Right. So, I mean, they've done way more episodes than us, but we've only done... We're not done with two movies yet, so... And they've done... They've done six. six? Seven? Six? I don't know. I don't know. That makes me feel bad. I think it's six. I don't know. I think they've done six. As always, a special thanks to our Patreon associate producer, Ed Foster. And we'll be back on Monday for the blowing of the horn of Helm Hammerhand. Toot. Bye. Toot toot.